Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome on today's show. We are going to explore Twitter breaking the 280-character barrier, a way to reach fewer people on Twitter, but in a good way. And if you or your clients use Shopify on Twitter, an amazing new tool that's rolling out and lots, lots more. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard. And I'm the host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, where we break down the latest in social media news and what it means for marketers like you. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Today, I'm joined by Madeline Sklar, a Twitter marketing expert, coach, and consultant. She's also the host of the All Things Audio podcast and the Twitter Smarter Chat. Madeline, welcome to the show. Hey, Jerry. Thank you so much for having me today. Excited to be here. Yes, I love that you've got your hashtag in the background there, too, the hashtag Twitter Smarter. Right there. Yep. Yeah. Twitter Smarter. <laughs> I'm always backwards with these. <laughs> So let's start talking about all of the new things that are coming to Twitter spaces, which is, of course, that's the Twitter audio feature. And so let's talk about some of those, because these are some amazing opportunities, I think, for marketers and Twitter power users. Absolutely. So one of the exciting news that we have to share is that Spaces is now having our recordings be indefinite. It used to be they were only available for 30 days. There was a lot of frustration with myself and other Spaces hosts that we would like for our spaces rooms to live on when we record them and not just be limited to 30 days. So I guess it was uh, back like at the end of June, it was first Android, which was kind of interesting that Android was first before iOS, but they made an announcement for Android that this was now available. And then literally a week later, then it became available for iOS. So if you're hosting a room in Twitter spaces, whether you're iOS or Android, now your rooms will live on past that 30 days mark. So that's huge news, especially for us marketers that like to repurpose content. You know, I host three different rooms each week in Twitter spaces, and so much of my content is evergreen. I want it to live on. I want it to go beyond 30 days. So this is huge news for us. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I also love, you know, we always say I'm an iOS person. It's like, oh, we get it first. And when Twitter had some of this stuff for a lot to Android first, I saw even the iOS people going, that's okay. Good for you guys. You should have something <laughs> right? first too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it was only a week later. So it was okay. We didn't mind that. Yeah. And so how do we manage these? Do they just live on forever? Or can you go in and delete the ones you don't want or what? Yeah, so it's really interesting what they did. So they have a way for us to manage our own hosted spaces that we record. It's in a weird spot, though. Now, I assume they would put it in that new spaces tab that we have on the mobile app where you can go and, and search and discover rooms. But interesting what they did, they put it in our settings, like where you go for your settings and privacy on your phone. And that's like just going on that left sidebar. You, know, you tap on your profile picture at the top left go to the settings on the le that left side and scroll all the way down to you see settings and privacy. And it's in a weird spot. Once you're in there, you go to privacy and safety, which is a whole nother section. And then once you're in that section, you'll see spaces. It's very odd. Um, huh. But that is where you'll see all the rooms that you've hosted in the last 30 days. But now with this new feature where it's going to go beyond 30 days, you should start seeing more than that. It'll have all the rooms in there, plus whatever you have scheduled next. If you have something scheduled, it'll be in there as well. And you can go in there. And if you want to, as the host, you want to delete a past recording, you can do that in there. And since this is new, does that mean if you hosted a live one 31 days ago, it is not available? That's what I noticed when they made this announcement. Okay. Everything I had past 30 days was not in there, just the most recent 30 days. But now that we've, we're moving forward, that you should see, you know, from here on out. Okay. Which makes sense. Okay. Yes, and sure. so we're talking all of the updates here to Twitter spaces. And you mentioned, you know, having your content be evergreen and live on and repurposing. And so Clips is now rolling out to everyone. Is that accurate? Yes, they just recently rolled this out for everyone on iOS and Android. If you don't have it yet, you should soon. And it's an interesting feature. I've had access to it for quite a while. I'm not a huge fan of it because it doesn't work all that great. Ah. But when you're in a room in spaces and it's being recorded, you'll see at the bottom like this little scissors icon. And you could just be listening to a room and you can do this. And you can do basically a 30-second clip. So you're listening, you click on that, and, or tap on it, and then it does the 30 seconds, the previous 30. The thing I haven't really been able to figure out with this, Jerry, is where is it starting this? It's supposed to be the previous 30 <laughs> seconds. So yeah. if you listen to something, you hear something great, and you go, oh, I want to save that. That's great. But it doesn't let you choose an exact spot. It's when you're listening. And I was playing around with it yesterday because I haven't played with it in a while because it hasn't worked well for me personally. And when I did it yesterday, it was taking like the previous 10 seconds and then going all the way into 30 seconds forward. So I think they're still working on it. That's why I was surprised they rolled it out globally to everyone at this point, because you would think it means it's working great. But I've had issues with it. I've had other people tell me they've had issues too. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be a perfect solution because like audiobook software has done this for years. And I go back and I listen to things that I've bookmarked in audiobook and I'm like, wait, this isn't the right part. Because it is right. that thing where you tap the button and it's like, okay, how far back are they going? How far forward are they going? Exactly. It's an incredible feature. Obviously, yes. the dream would be if you were creating, you know, this great content and somebody goes, oh, I want to share that. And they share it with their followers easily, right? Versus downloading the podcast, editing the clip out, you know, uploading all of that kind of stuff. But it's it sounds like it's still a little buggy or they're still figuring out exactly the best way to use it. That's what it seems like. I mean, there are some third-party tools where you can do it, but it's nice that this is embedded in part of Twitter. So, you know, I think once they get it where it's easier to use and you know exactly what 
clip you're getting, I think a lot of people will start using it, especially as marketers. Because yeah, we want to repurpose content. We want to share stuff. So it will be a great feature for us to have. Yeah. All right. There's some other updates they've added to Twitter spaces as well. Can you take us through those? Yeah. So a new thing that just came out is to start a space from a tweet when you're composing a tweet. Now, this is something they've been experimenting with. I don't know anybody that has it yet. I think this is still in a testing phase. But the way they're planning to do, because they have screenshots, they've shared screenshots of how they plan to do this. So right now, if you were going to do a room in spaces, you have to long press the compose tweet button. So you basically just tap it on your phone, but you hold it down for like three seconds and then it comes up. Whereas when you normally tap on compose tweet and you can just start typing a tweet, there's going to be a new icon in there to start a room in spaces. You'll be able to start there and immediately go have your room. So I think that's an excellent idea. It'll make things a little bit faster and easier when you're trying to start a room. Another thing they announced as well is being able to start a space from the retweet menu. And this is really interesting. And But again, these are just things they're experimenting with. I don't know anybody that has access. I don't even know if they're really testing it yet. What Twitter did is they put out a series of tweets with screenshots talking about this towards the end of June. And so the way they're describing this is you see a tweet and you know you could go and retweet it and have that choice of retweet or retweet with a comment. And it's going to give us an, another choice of start a space about this tweet. So maybe you see an interesting tweet and you go, you know what, I'd like to start a space about this topic. Let's have a discussion about it. So you would tap on it and start a room. So I think that's a really interesting concept. The room that I host on Wednesdays, All Things Audio, we talk about the latest social audio news. And we had a discussion about this several weeks ago. And everybody thought this was a great idea. So it'll be interesting to see if it really pans out. Is this something we're going to actually, you know, sometimes Twitter will say they're experimenting or testing something and it never comes to fruition. It doesn't even get in anybody's hands to try it out. So we'll see what happens, but I think it's a great idea. Yeah, that's something that, you know, some of my social media geek friends and I will geek at, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, what are the odds this will be here in six months, you know, (laughs) and let's see. Exactly. I really like that. And I like the fact that you can compose and start from the actual tweet box, because I think it's almost like a prompt and more people will do that. And it'll give Twitter a lot more content to put out there. So, And I think if somebody has not ever hosted a room before, they're maybe newer to Twitter or they just haven't ventured into hosting a room, I think they'll be like, oh, I'm going to compose a tweet. Oh, look at this button. I can actually start a room from right here. They may not know you have to long press to start a room or to schedule a room. And so I think it makes more sense to have it in the regular compose tweet section. So I think that will get more people using it. Yes. And then spaces, uh, if you have super followers, people that pay you to follow you, or a brand has people that pay you to follow you, you can now do spaces with just them. Is that how that was coming out? Yes. And this is super exciting news because now what Twitter is starting to do is give us ways to have private hosted rooms. They got the communities feature. They got the super follows. I thought they would put this out to the communities first and they didn't. They're doing it with the super follows. And so... It's interesting the way they're starting with. I think if you're in a community or host a community, I think that'll be next. But if you're not familiar with super follows, let me briefly explain what this is, because I know not everybody's familiar with this. It's not something that's widely used right now. I know very few people that use this feature, but basically you can offer a paid monthly subscription to your community where you can offer things like, say, bonus content, maybe some exclusive previews to things, some perks and, and fun stuff. Think of it like Patreon. People sign up, they pay a monthly fee from you, and then you can set the price 
where it could be anywhere from like $2.99. I think the three choices are $2.99, $4.99, and $9.99. So you pick that monthly fee and then you just use it to provide additional content. So if you're using Super Follows, I think this is exciting news that now you can start hosting a spaces room just for that community. So lots of new stuff coming to Twitter. We're talking to Madeline Sklar about it, including an ability to reach fewer people, but in a good way. And I remember the backlash when Twitter went from 140 to 280 characters and now potentially going even longer. And so we're going to talk about those here in just a second. By the way, if you have heard the phrases NFTs or Web3 and things like that and said, okay, I don't know what that is. That's confusing. I want you to know you're not alone. And I've slowly been learning from Michael Stelzner and everybody at Social Media Examiner. And they're here to help. Web3 may seem complicated, but the Crypto Business Conference can make everything really easy to understand. And then you can leverage Web3, the next iteration of the internet. Like right now, peer-to-peer social, that's Web2. And essentially, your business or your clients' businesses can have a huge competitive jumpstart on all of this. So if you want to become an indispensable resource for your company or your clients, check out the Crypto Business Conference right now. Go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash CBC 2022, CBC for Crypto Business Conference, socialmediaexaminer.com slash CBC 2022 to register right now. So communities on Twitter have been a lot of fun to play with, and they have rolled out a couple of new features around that. Madeline, can you update us on those? Absolutely. I like this communities feature that Twitter has. It's just very simple right now that it doesn't have robust features like, say, Facebook groups. But when you're in those communities and you can connect with just this you know, like-minded group of people... One of the first things I asked for when I started my own Twitter Smarter community is, it would be great if we could pin a tweet. And they listened. I mean, a lot of people apparently were mentioning this as well. It wasn't just me, but I I was adamant. I'm like, this will be better if I could pin a tweet to the top in my community. And so now, as of the end of May, admins and moderators can now pin a tweet to the top of the community page. And this is available whether you're on iOS, Android, or web. Lots of people are very, very happy about this the administrator or moderator of a room, big news for that. So step in the right direction with making communities a little bit better, a little bit easier to use. And another thing they just added recently was an algorithmic timeline to communities. You now have the ability to change the sorting. So when you're in a community, you can change it to be an algorithm type of feed where it's more like what's relevant for you. Like they call it for you. So it's like, what are the most relevant tweets in this community that they think will be relevant to you, or what's been defaulted is latest, which is the most recent. I played with it. I've gone back and forth. I prefer just to have it set for latest so I can just see what are the most recent tweets in a community. But I think it's worth playing around with. Some people like having the algorithm choose things that are more relevant. So it's nice that we have the option. Yeah, I was going to say that's kind of the best option, I think, especially from a, a user standpoint, because at least have the choice where that's not the case all places. And I would imagine the size of your community makes a big difference, too. You've got thousands of people in there tweeting all the time, then having the algorithm help sort a little bit, I think, is helpful, too. That's a great point. It, it really is helpful when you're in a larger community and there are lots of tweets, lots of people. So excellent point on that. 
So Twitter has been rolling out more and more stuff for shopping, as have all of the social networks. And Twitter is now has a Shopify integration that is starting to roll out here. So how does that work? If basically, if you use Shopify already, you can connect it to your Twitter account. Yes, this is super interesting. So Twitter has this new partnership with Spotify, and this is going to allow all U.S. Shopify merchants to have like an easy way to tap into Twitter to drive their customers to purchase right from the profiles. So Twitter has built a sales channel app that's available in the Shopify app store. And it's also through the Shopify admin and you'll be able to sync your inventory. You can highlight products. There's a lot you can do with this. It sounds really interesting. And one thing cool that was on Twitter's website when they were talking about this, they said in 2021, there were 6.5 billion tweets mentioning businesses globally. Mm. So for shoppers who are already engaged in discussions about businesses and products, this partnership can bring more of their favorite products directly onto Twitter for them to browse, shop and buy. I think it's a great idea. Well, and it feels like a no-brainer if you already use Twitter and Shopify. Do you think it will do enough to where if somebody was, you know, using Shopify but not marketing on Twitter, this might encourage them to start doing that? It could very well. I think so. I think that's part of it. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but I think it's an excellent idea. Okay. And any the other shopping update is basically around product drops. Tell us about that. Yeah, this is really interesting. So this is a new shopping feature that Twitter is testing right now where you can get notified of a product launch. So when a merchant tweets out about, say, some kind of upcoming launch they have, you're going to see this remind me button at the bottom of the tweet. And so basically with one tap, you'll be able to request to get reminded about it. So then on launch day, this in-app notification is going to basically send you something 15 minutes before and also at the time of the launch. That way you can be like first in line to go get this new thing. And in the notification, you're going to see this shop on website button that you'll be able to tap on to go and shop. And it's being tested right now with a small group of brands. And this is for shoppers in the US on iOS devices right now. So very interesting, just a small group of brands. But I think it's an excellent idea for shoppers. I like that Twitter is going in this direction to make shopping easier right off of the Twitter platform. But it's very early days with it. Yeah. You know, when I think product drop, I think sneakers and things like that. And I'm not a sneaker head at all, but I love food. And so my mind immediately went to the food trucks that will tweet out like what neighborhood they're in. And so I thought, oh, man, if I could say, let me know when, you know, when you're going to be in my neighborhood again, that would be really, really cool. So but it's definitely a, a neat tool for brands. And so it'll be interesting to see how all of that unfolds. So I love that 2022 has become the year that social networks are doing more and more for accessibility so that more people can consume and see and engage with the content that brands and businesses and marketers are putting out. So a couple of accessibility updates for Twitter that are rolling out, right? Yeah, so they've rolled out over to iOS and Android users will be able to use a closed caption toggle for video tweets. So when you see a video playing, there'll be a little CC button at the top right corner and you'd be able to toggle it off and on with the captions. And it does it automatically. It doesn't necessarily have to be a video you uploaded with captions. It's supposed to do it automatically. And I've seen them test this a while back. And it was really interesting because I'm all about accessibility for people as well, because we just don't realize how many people out there with disabilities that are using social media platforms that are visually impaired or hearing impaired. I became aware of this several years ago through one of the guests I had on my Twitter chat, and it was very eye-opening. So I love that Twitter is really big with supporting accessibility features. A lot of people are super excited about this that's happened. 
Yeah, I'm a big fan as well. And it's, it's probably been 10 years now, but I was running a contest on Facebook and it was like, message us the word in the image or something like that. But there was no alt text and a blind person reached out and said, I can listen to all of the words that are on the screen, but I cannot, you know, read the the images. So I think that's neat that they're doing that. And then the other one is actually as part of like insights and analytics. Yes. Now I don't have this personally, so I don't know if this is just slowly being rolled out or if it's just a test right now, but in the screenshots that Twitter shared with us back in June, they've added an accessibility section in the Twitter analytics. And it's really interesting. They have like this, what they're calling an audio chart. And it allows you, if you're visually impaired, to listen to the charts, do the translating of this bar chart, the numbers in the bar chart with these pitch sounds is really an interesting idea. And it also has a written description of each item in the chart. Again, they're going all in on accessibility for people with disabilities. And I think this is just a great direction they're taking. And if they can add some AI that will also explain why our reach is way down this week or something like that. That would be the ultimate. Yeah. So we're talking about all of the amazing Twitter updates and tests that are going on. Important to pay attention to all of these if you are a marketer or a brand, because we never know which one of these is going to be the thing that takes us to the next level on Twitter. And I've been excited to talk about this story here because you know, when Twitter went from 140 characters to 280 characters, there was a major backlash and obviously everything has been fine. And now they're talking about a longer piece of content being part of Twitter and that is Twitter notes. So take us through what notes are and how those are incorporated. I think this is going to be the game changer for marketers. I think this is such a great idea because yeah, we went from 140 characters to 280. That was in 2017. And in the past year, We've had that integration of review, which is the the newsletter, which is basically allowing you to do long form through a Twitter. But that's a Twitter integration that doesn't live inside of Twitter, but you use Twitter to populate it through the review uh, app. But what's great about this notes feature is Twitter is saying, hey, we are venturing into this long form content. And so they're testing out this new notes feature. It's a test with a small group. It seems to be mostly writers that they're testing it with from what I've seen. And it lets you create a formatted blog post. That's why I think this is great for us marketers. It's a formatted blog post with images, links, and embedded tweets that you'd be able to put right in it. So this would be a way to have much more content really like taking a threaded tweet, which is right now the only way to have a continuous longer form conversation, but you're threading tweets together and people have to actually click to go through them. Whereas this is like one long page of just all the content you're putting on there as a note. So it's a great idea. I want to try this so bad. I just don't have it yet. (laughs) And when I saw this, and I think you nailed it, the opportunity for marketers now is to have longer form content that lives on Twitter. So in other words, people can go deeper with you without leaving Twitter, which Twitter obviously doesn't want, right? All of the platforms want you to stay there. Exactly. Do you think these will have a long shelf life? I mean, I know it's brand new, but based on what you know, like when I think of articles on LinkedIn, you know, I wrote a LinkedIn article four years ago and it's on my profile. People still follow it. They still find it. Do you think they'll kind of live on that way? Or do you think it'll just be the type of thing where you create the content and then once every week or two, you tweeted out for as long as it's relevant. That's the thing. We don't know yet. Like, how will it be archived? Will it be archived? Will be there a place that so people can see all the ones you've written over time? Because this could replace 
a blog that you, you know, you could just blog right inside of Twitter. That's something I would probably end up doing or just taking my blog post and also sticking it into my Twitter notes. But it's just, we don't know yet. Is there going to be like some kind of notes tab in Twitter where every time I put one of these there is archived and people can go and see them? Or is it just, I tweet it out and then unless I bookmark it or I somehow save it, is it gone forever? You know, that it's hard for people to find. I don't know that part yet. It's an excellent idea. I'm just waiting to try it so I can see all the ins and outs and what all we can do with it. My mind immediately went to putting listicles in there, you know, so it's like seven ways to get more retweets. And then you can tweet each of the, you know, here's number two, check out the, the notes for the whole thing, things like that. And the fact that it's all there in the Twitter ecosphere, I think is, is really, really strong. So, all right. So let's talk about conversations and you are a Twitter power user and, and on there all the time. And you know, and I'm sure can vouch for the fact that having conversations with people is where the super strength is and the relationships come from and things like that. So what are some of these new conversation features that we have adding being added to Twitter? Yeah. So Twitter really just like in the past, I think week or two, they, they just started this new, what they're calling unmentioned feature that is currently rolling out to users on iOS, Android, and, and it's also available on the web. Like it's all over. If you don't have it yet, you should very soon. And it's going to allow you to remove yourself from conversations you don't want to be a part of. And I do have access to this on my iOS device and on the web as well. So it's super simple to do. Let's say you get a tweet and like, okay, somebody tagged me. I don't want to be part of this conversation. You can click on the three dots. It's at the top right of any tweet that you're mentioned in. And there'll be now a new item in the pull down menu that says, leave this conversation. And what it's going to do is going to untag you in the replies. Now your username is still going to stay there. Your username does not leave the tweet. But when you unmention yourself from the tweet, your Twitter handle will turn gray in there. And that's a way for others to know you've opted out of that conversation. That way you can no longer be tagged into the thread. And also what was great about this new feature is that when you unmention yourself from a tweet, it will turn off notifications from that tweet. You know, sometimes when you're tagged in a tweet, you get all these notifications and it just gets crazy. And you just, sometimes you're like, I don't want to be in this conversation. The only option we've had before was mute this conversation. And that was a way to turn off the notifications. Now this allows us to go a step further if we actually want to unmention ourselves. And I like the grayed out part because as a people pleaser that it feels like, oh, I got to reply to everybody that mentions me. It kind of, it, it's like a, it's a comfort thing. It's like, okay, cool. It, it's a little bit different. And then talk to me about co-tweets because this I think is an incredible opportunity for brands and marketers. Absolutely. I don't have it yet. I'm really bummed because people keep inviting me to do it with people that do have it or using it like crazy. <laughs> and that's the only problem with it right now. There's no way to know who has it and who doesn't. People told me the instructions say, if somebody's following you, if you have the code tweet feature, if someone's following you, you can invite them to code tweet with you. So I, I was bombarded last week with so many people trying to get me to do it with them and it wouldn't let me because I don't have this feature yet. So I was like dumbfounded. They were dumb, like, what's going on here? Uh, but basically what this feature does, it allows you to have you know two accounts co-author a tweet together. So they can be uh, tagged into a single tweet. So this could be a great tool for us marketers to collaborate with other people and other brands. Is being tested just right now. It's a limited test. They're, they're trying this out with select accounts in the US, Canada, and Korea. 
And Twitter says it's testing this feature to basically gauge how and why people and brands might use a feature like this. So people are very excited about it. When it came out last week, I mean, like I said, people were bombarding me. They wanted to try it with me. They thought I would be a perfect person to co-tweet with because they knew it'd be on my timeline as well. But I think it's a great idea. People that do have access were saying great things about it. They, they definitely see that this, this could be a really great tool for marketers. It's just interesting that Twitter says they're just experimenting. Like they're not even saying the word test. They're saying experimenting. Yeah, which almost seems like, you know, when I read it, I went, well, why hasn't this already existed? You know, because right. like if I think of Instagram and you can go live with somebody else and you reach both audiences, it's like, what an easy way to collaborate and build community and all those kind of things. And obviously, the I think it's good to point out the difference. This is not the same as mentioning somebody in your tweet. This is actually tweeting to both right. audiences at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, which is really, really neat. Okay. And then tell us about Circles. Right. So Twitter circles, this was uh, back in May when Twitter made this announcement that they were testing this new thing called Twitter circles. I only know a few people that have this. I don't have it yet, but basically what it lets you do is add up to 150 people. It's very much like Instagram's close friends, where you would be able in this scenario, send out a tweet just a specific group of people rather than everybody as a public tweet. Because normally when we tweet out, it goes to everyone. So this would just allow you to select a group of people, no more than 150 total. And they're testing this on, on iOS, Android, and web. So several people I know have it, and they've said good things about it. They seem to like it. To me, it's very much like the communities feature because once you join a Twitter community and you go to compose a tweet, now it changes from a tweet that goes to everyone that there's a pull down at the top and you can pick any of the communities you're in or just to everyone. And if you have this new circle feature, then that's going to come up as well and say circle. So it gives you like these options of like, where do you want to send this tweet? Yeah. Well, and the difference between a circle and a community, if I understand correctly, is a community, even if somebody's not in the community, depending on the privacy settings, they can still read those. Right. But a circle would just go out to those immediate people. And I got excited about it until I saw the cap at 150, because from a marketing standpoint, I thought VIP clients, special clients, people that want to know about a certain thing, like product drops or different things like that. And maybe they'll expand it in the future, but it would allow you or even, you know, for somebody like you or I, with our specialty, Madeline, where it's like, I talk about lots of different social networks and it's like, I could have a circle for people that just wanted to hear about Twitter and someone that just wanted to hear about Instagram and things like that. Exactly. Because with a community, it's not just you putting out tweets, it's everyone collectively doing it together in this one place. And a group DM is the same thing too. But circles is more about, I'm just going to tweet out. And it's just going to that group of people I want to send it to. And notice how I like motion to circle when I said that. I wasn't even trying to, but it like, I just thought of a circle. Interesting that they call it that. But that's where it's a little bit different because it's just me pushing out to this group of people and that's it. They can respond individually to me, but they're not responding to the group like in a group DM or a community. And then Twitter is now has custom built timelines. And is this something that is, so you can kind of customize the way that your timeline looks. Is this something we've been able to do before with third-party tools? Now, this is a little different. This okay. is just something they're experimenting with, with Twitter developers. So they're playing around with this idea of this new custom timeline where you can have really specific curated feeds by interest. And so there was a screenshot Twitter put out with this. And the example was showing that TV show, The Bachelorette on ABC. And basically the way they're discussing this is it's going to use an algorithm to pull in the content specifically 
for this TV show. So I think we're oh, thinking like fans okay. of the show would like to have some kind of curated feed for this particular interest. So they're reaching out to Twitter developers. So it's still unclear to me whether this is something like for third-party developers to incorporate into their tools. I'm not 100% sure yet, but this is something they're talking to with developers right now. And they use the word experiment. So it's very early days. We don't know a whole lot about it just yet. Okay. Because I mean, now obviously we gather things into a a thread with uh, hashtags, but this would kind of let it be more curated as opposed to you maybe cut down on people just you misusing hashtags. It's very specific the way yeah. they were talking, like a very specific. Now we do have the topics feature on Twitter. And I think it's something that not everybody really knows or understands about, but you can curate your feed a little bit more by picking topics. And there's just things that interest you, like say NFTs and Web3. Like I have that as my topics. I have like a whole list of just different topics. And what it'll do is curate based on those interests I have. So when I go to my home feed, it's not going to be just tweets of the people I follow, which is normally how the home feed works. It's going to also incorporate my interests based on how I chose topics. So if I have dogs, cats, NFTs, Web3, like those are ones I'm actually naming ones I do have, like it's going to show me more (laughs) of those things inside of there. So it's using an algorithm to pull in my interest. So that is one way right now anyone can go in because Topics has been around for a few years now and they have lots and lots of them in there. You, you just go through the list of what they have, pick things that interest you and then you'll see your timeline change a little bit. Yeah, and now you can have your feed that's all dogs and NFTs. It probably <laughs> only if you just click just those two. Like yeah. I have probably... 10 or 15 different things I chose. So it's very diverse, which actually I like. So it's definitely something everybody should play around with and and see if you can kind of adjust your home feed to more things that you're interested in. Twitter is now rolling out location spotlight to all businesses with professional accounts in more countries in the US, the UK, Canada, and Australia. So for local businesses, what is the location spotlight? How does that work on Twitter? Yeah, this is super cool. So if you have a brick and mortar business, whether you're in the US, UK, Canada, or Australia, those are the countries right now, you can enable the location spotlight on your professional Twitter account. And this allows you to display your business location, the hours, and additional contact methods like your phone number and or your email address. So it's real easy to do on the Twitter mobile app. You go over to the sidebar menu on the left side of your screen. You can get to Twitter for professionals on the web, but I noticed this particular menu is not on the web. You have to go do it through mobile. Mm. And so you go to Twitter for professionals from that left sidebar. And then from there, you'll tap on, there's this new section in there. It says explore profile spotlights. And then there you can turn on location and add your location, your driving direction, hours and contact info. And if you haven't tried Twitter for professionals yet, you just got to go find it in your navigation, whether you're on web or mobile, and just turn it on. I've noticed on mobile, there's a little bit more you can do. So I would play around with it on mobile for sure. It's, it's really neat. It's very much like Instagram for business, where you know it's just more of a business profile, and then you can have more business information in there. Well, and it's a one-time thing. Turn it on, set it up, and then it right. will serve you for years and years to come for any local business. And you can always undo it if you change your mind. Yeah. So Twitter has obviously been very busy in 2022, and we're covering the things that have been coming out here in uh, recent days and recent weeks. And tell us about branded likes. This is a new tool for advertisers that's coming out. Yes, this is a really interesting thing they're doing. So it's, it's this feature where 
advertisers that really want to just kind of surprise and delight their audience, they can work on transforming the like button in their tweets. So it's more of a fun custom animation. So an example that Twitter showed on the information I was reading about this, they have like a Pepsi tweet. And when you tap on the like button on this Pepsi tweet, the heart briefly turns into an animated Pepsi logo. And then it went back to the heart. It's very fast. And We've seen in the past, I don't know how many people have noticed, I've noticed it in the past where Twitter will sometimes do like a little fun animation like this with the like button, like maybe for a day, the like button when you tap on it will will do some other two second animation based on whatever that day is for some event. So it's smart. They're thinking advertisers could benefit from doing something like this, where say you have a movie premiere or TV series premiere, maybe some big conference or some kind of product release even a sports event, big moments like this is when you want to be driving more awareness for your brand and be amplifying the conversation. So Twitter figures this could be an interesting way for brands that advertise stand out more in the timeline. So right now it's available to what they called all managed advertisers. My interpretation of that is going to be like, if you're an advertiser for a bigger brand, like where you have like a managed advertising account, probably with some dedicated person at Twitter you deal with on the advertising side because it says to reach out to that person. (laughs) But this is going to be for US, United Kingdom, Saudi Arabia, and Japan. That's where they're doing this right now. Yeah, they say reach out to your Twitter client partner. If you have a Twitter client partner, then this is something you can do. You got to have a guy or a girl that can do that. You got to have somebody, is what it sounds like. I don't think it's just for the average do-it-yourself advertiser. Yeah, certainly fun though. So we are getting closer and closer to the crypto business conference. So just a quick reminder to get your all access ticket. Now you can go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash CBC 2022. Madeline, thank you so much for updating us on all of this. Where can we discover more about you? Well, thank you so much, Jerry. It's always my pleasure coming here and sharing all the latest Twitter news. Best place to reach me would be Twitter at Madeline Sklar. I have an unusual name, so I'm very easy to find or through my website, MadelineSklar.com. I'm always putting up weekly articles with different Twitter tips and marketing advice. So lots of uh, free resources there. Awesome. Thank you, Madeline. Thank you for listening to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. If you want to add another podcast to your listening lineup, we've got a couple for you to check out. One is the Crypto Business Podcast, which is where I started to kind of learn more about Web3. And Michael Stelzner does a great job with that. And the weekly Social Media Marketing Podcast. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. And we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.